Welcome to Talk Commerce. We talk about how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce. This week, we interview Eric Irway with Adobe. We discuss PWA Studio and how big merchants are adopting and using it. We talk about how vibrant our Magento community continues to be. And Eric gives us the lowdown on the local meetup scene in Austin, Texas with Shipper HQ. Eric tells us how merchants will save money and get ROI from their PWA Studio installs. And finally, Eric box at the chance to present in person in Minneapolis in January, but gets excited about Disney World in Orlando, Florida for an Adobe Hackathon in 2022. The Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by Swift Daughter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet Swift Daughter. Swift Daughter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at swiftotter.com. This episode is sponsored by Eway Corporation, the partner of choice for technology, infrastructure, and enterprise-level digital solutions, and AWS Select Consulting Partner, Eway Corporation, forward together. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, Talk Commerce. Welcome to Talk Commerce. I have Eric Irway here from Adobe. Eric, why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit of what you do and what what's your current passion? Great. Uh, Brent, great, great. Can we do a redo here? Sorry, I, tri- I tripped up. Yeah, no problem. Right. Welcome right. to Talk. We'll cut that. Yeah, we'll cut. We'll, we'll edit this front part out. Welcome to All Talk right. Commerce. Well, we'll do it one more time. Welcome to Talk Commerce. Today, I have Eric Irway from Adobe, uh, from Adobe, jeez. <laughs> Now we got ourselves all tripped up. All right, we'll we do a blue, one more, we have a one more attack. All right, yeah, we'll have a bunch of bloopers. Here we go. Here we go. One. <laughs> all right. Uh, welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. I'm very excited to have Eric Irway, direct from Austin, Texas, and the Adobe headquarters, not headquarters, but the Adobe offices down in Austin, Texas. Eric, introduce yourself. Tell us what you do and a little bit about some passions that you have right now. Yeah, absolutely, Brent. So great to see you, by the way. And so my name is Eric Irway. I'm the group product manager for what we call our merchant and shopping experiences here at Adobe Commerce. And so I've been uh, with Magento, now Adobe, for for well over six years. And, you know, uh, as far as passions, I think, you know, in many ways, the community is my passion. But outside of this, you've been spending a lot of great time with uh, with, with my family, especially in the, the past year or so, uh, with a lot of, you know, a lot of activities, but boating and things like that, just trying to get outside and enjoying as much as we can. But um, but yeah, you know, thrilled to be here. Uh, thanks so much uh, again for having me, and uh, you know, looking forward to uh, to talking commerce here. Great, yeah. So let's let's just dive into some of the Adobe things that are going on. And mm-hmm. I I know that you are known as the PWA guy at Adobe. So let's talk a little bit about PWA, and then we can go into some. I, I'd love to talk a little bit about Magento community and how. Mm-hmm. 
how how that's doing and and just in wherever wherever in your role change or your what what is your role now let's talk a little bit about that as well so let's start with pwa tell us how we're doing on pwa you know we're doing good i you know i think you know a couple things on our side here and and we've really grown to where we started off with pwa with james Zetlin and team roughly two three years ago into uh into a mature product and so for those who don't uh, to who don't know her, you know, Elena Tekcheva on my team now is leading the PWA efforts. And we've really kind of gone more, uh, I would say, uh, breadth versus depth on, on what we're offering into the market. And we're starting to see more complexity uh, in terms of the uh, the types of launches that we're seeing today. Some, some rather large household names and, and really starting to kind of push the limits on what essentially was a uh, a great, uh, I would say, developer experience uh, that built off everything we did with 2.3, the GraphQL coverage inherent with that but really have started to see some, some great efforts around from the partners who've extended that, often build their own accelerators, even better, even brought back uh, and contributed back. We've got some great maintainers uh, with Lars and Jordan uh, who really kind of continue to drive the change. And, and so I think that kind of runs hand in hand uh, in many ways with the community. And so uh, as, as you know, and I think others know, you know, I took a, a more active role uh, with the Magento Association back in, uh, back in January with some of the changes. And you know, I'm really encouraged by the momentum uh, that, uh, that that's happening within there. We've got a a really strong, but I think uh, an avid base. And you know, in many ways, you'll you'll see just the you know some of the some of the higher points and, and some of the more visible points with the association. But in you know, as I've gotten more involved, we've got some really great uh, you know great in some kind, some cases new uh, new faces that have helped. I think drive really that connection and heartbeat for the community. So I'm really encouraged by that. It, it is all very related. It's more than just PWA, which uh, you know the longer form of this is more about a more about a capability or standard. It's really just a subset of headless. It's in many ways for us though. It's the it's the future. You know, it's the future of Magento, the future of Adobe Commerce, and we're creating some really great experiences together with uh, and as part of Adobe as part of this. But it's been a multi-year journey, and it's uh, and it's been encouraging. And I think the launch has continued to to help us understand, help us shape the product, but uh, none of this would be would would be possible without the you know the two thousand or so uh, that we've had from the community that that have driven uh, really the product feedback and our ability really in, in in kind of creating this product out in the open from the very beginning. And Lars was a was an earlier guest of mine, and he is very yep. passionate and excited about the product. Um, and from a technical standpoint, I know that uh, he is working very hard behind the scenes, making a lot of these mm-hmm. solutions work. Um, uh, you mentioned uh, some of the new product launches. Um, is there, from a merchant point of view, uh, why would a merchant want to look at PWA over over something hmm. out of the box from Magento or not not out of the this is out of the box? I understand, but but yeah. uh, without without doing the PWA solution. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the two biggest reasons, in my opinion, are around flexibility and then really around. Uh, extensive, uh, extensibility. And so when you think about flexibility, the ability, as you've talked to some of the earlier adopters around changing and making updates to, and again, making that point of need change, I think that flexibility has been super, super uh, helpful. And so uh, when it, what I mean by that is that with some of the earlier launches, though, you know, changes that often would take weeks, sometimes months, or, or really just a matter of days, because you're really, really changing that, uh, that front end. Now, so much of that really though is a, is a headless offering. And so much of what we're doing is really as a superset, you know, creating a headless, really a storefront for Magento as a whole, but the experience piece is really where it's at. And so, so much of what we're talking about 
uh, can be highly measured. And, you know, you look at the performance characteristics of PWA as being a really strong, strong piece of this, but there really are some, some great experiences uh, that, that, that we're starting to see around off, uh, enhanced offline experiences. Certainly things like push notifications, which continue to advance uh, across the devices. But, you know, I think what we're all, what we're, really trying to look at is finding ways to activate capabilities that are in your devices. So both browser, uh, both uh, desktop and mobile, activate those in a way that we can start taking advantage of those. And there's some really great things like Bluetooth, uh, certainly payment requests and other areas that uh, P2B inherently, because it's really just taking you know, the beginnings of those capabilities, allow you to bring those to life. And what we're trying to do with Venya and these others is create uh, really a basic starting point for any one of these but we're gonna need the help of the ecosystem. We're gonna need the help of, of the Magento community, Adobe, et cetera, to start really extending and creating some, some interesting examples uh, along the way. So yeah, I think, again, you know, the TLDR, I think it's really been a, yeah, really around that agility and extensibility, but really the experience. And it's more than just performance. There's a lot of great uh, high performance uh, options that are out there, which is fantastic, but really playing into, you know, really the two strengths that we've had, you know, certainly with Magento, now Adobe, um, they, this gives us a unique offering into uh, into the market. Yeah, I think too, from an agency point of view, looking at the type of developer that needs to develop on this, um, they should be a, a React developer. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I think the other thing is that you can bring on a React developer and they should be ready to go fairly quickly on delivering this solution. It It's not mm -hmm. something that would take uh, a typical React developer months and months and months to try to get under their under their belt and try to understand this is right. this is something that's is very straightforward for that developer and and can get teams running and onboarded quickly yeah absolutely i mean i think if you think about the history of magento we've had a long relationship with like the php community i think one of my one of my desires is figuring out how do we how do we tap more into the re, the larger react community i think some of our um, some of our more active, uh, you know, active community participants, Jordan included, uh, you know, came from that React base into Magento. And so I think for, for us, you know, when we've, we've kind of changed things up a bit and really understand kind of what problem you're trying to solve, these are the things that, that Zetlin had uh, taken great care in and making sure that that experience really is familiar and, and really is understandable from uh, an audience that may not know full stack uh, Magento, but it's, you know, it's a big change, right? And, but I think you're right. I think understanding and really looking at it from the front end down is uh, is really a great way to uh, to get started with this. And I think too, I mean, not not to get into a lot of technical stuff, but it, mm -hmm. it, it may seem complicated on the front, but for myself, who is a is a non-developer who sometimes do who does development things, I was able to get the Venia theme running on my local machine using Valet yep. Plus in probably 30 minutes. So yep. um, it, it is not difficult. And so your typical developers in, in that scenario would get it done in five minutes or something where, where maybe right. it takes me, you know, 10 times longer, but also I'm not doing that every day. So I think, you know, from an agency standpoint, and I know that one of the things that we need to do is get more agencies on board to get excited right. about this solution. Um, and then the next thing we need to do is get more, more developers in into the ecosystem to start developing and doing this. Um, so, uh, you know, just to kind of put out that point that this isn't super complicated and it, and it is right. something that people can understand and do. 
No, absolutely. And I think you're right. I had the same test for myself being a former developer, gosh, way too long uh, ago. But I think, you know, as a, as a mark for the team, you know, we want to be able to set this up in a matter of minutes. And so if you, in, in the case of having your own Magento 2 instance and, and the sandbox that's on our documentation, um, you should be able to do it in just a few minutes, which is great. And so we want to allow for that experimentation, really getting past, you know, that the, the setup, the provisioning, et cetera, that, and, and that really just encourages adoption, encourages partners to kind of, kind of break past maybe some of the newness of what we're trying to do, but even look at examples and, and really pushing what is a fairly just functional uh, example that we have out there in Venya into some really new and interesting experiences. That's where we want to see this. This is ultimately a, a play into more dynamic, richer, superior shopping experiences versus kind of the static commerce platforms and commerce experiences that we had today, which have served us very well. Uh, but, but in many ways, that flexibility is, is, is really a, a big advantage. Yeah, I, I, I also kind of want to drill into the idea that, um, that because this is headless, doesn't necessarily have to mean that it is more complicated than right. a traditional monolith um, instance of Magento in the sense that you have to modify your theme regardless. And however you deploy that theme is independent of whether you have to modify it or not. Right. And you're still gonna have to deploy something. And this allows you to, to keep Magento separate and just deploy the front end uh, instead of having to deploy everything all at once. Um, so can you kind of, like, okay, let's, let's, I wanna try to, view this from the merchant standpoint mm -hmm. can you give the merchant an idea of how it's really not that different once you put your head around it and, and decide oh okay i'm going to have two different deployments instead of one is that a good is that a good way to look at it yeah and i think you can I, I, and it, it's a great point i mean when we talk about the agility of this and this is just headless overall you're not you you're, the time it takes to make these changes are, are often taking days or weeks in the case of very large complex ones versus months, right? Where you have to worry about the full deployment. You have to worry about what version necessarily of Magento 2 do you have on the back end? And, and we're seeing a lot of those examples with uh, some of our first launches that have had to make, uh, and there's a, pretty, uh, there's a pretty good example in the UK where they had to make ch like significant changes to a custom workflow on the, on the React side and the front end side. And that would have taken months. Uh, and in many cases, that it, in their case, it only took a matter of weeks. And that was like a large rewrite uh, that was much easier, much simpler with the flexibility of, of these modern front-end platforms. And so um, that's really what you're trying to unlock. And as a merchant, you're looking at cost, you're obviously looking at conversion, uh, but you're also looking at the time it takes uh, to, to make some of these changes, certainly at the developer layer. And then the other part too, that we've taken into kind of great care is the content authoring experience. So the ability to make changes as a merchant using things like page builder and others that have long been, you know, long been compatible for well, with PWA Studio and Venya for, for over a year. So we, we look at a lot of those and really get back to the roles that are involved with that. Uh, but from a, a merchant standpoint, they're gonna get changes faster and they're gonna be able to push the limits of the templates, so to speak, or really the experience there and do some interesting uh, experimentation. Yeah, and I think some practical things to look at or some real world things to look at would be you you don't redeploy your PHP and you don't redeploy your MySQL and you don't redeploy all these other other peripheral features that are part of it. And now we don't we don't we don't re redeploy live Adobe Live Search or Elasticsearch or whatever those other things are that are that are a requirement or attached to Magento. 
And this is just a, we're not going to re, we're not, in this case, we're not necessarily going to have to redeploy Magento. We'd only re redeploy that front end piece that we're, we're modifying. And I think what you're saying in that rewrite case is that, that uh, because we didn't have to worry about the part of Magento itself, we were able to just redeploy the front end without having to worry about QAing, UATing, all those other pieces that are part of it that in a monolith, as your system gets bigger and more complicated, it then gets bigger and more complicated to make sure that everything is working. It does, it does. And so I think, and again, with that flexibility comes great responsibility. And I think that's where the, you know, the tooling that we started off with, with things like PWA Studio and, and get a lot of feedback and some ideas from the community uh, have helped shape that, right? Because it is, uh, it's, it's a big change, but, uh, but, but, you know, and that's what separates really some, and we've got some great, um, pretty, pretty sizable customers that have gone fully headless with React and they have their own uh, front end teams. And it's worked out well for them, but it then comes down to, you know, what can we provide more out of the box to make that easier? I mean, the, per the perfect example that we've, we've often um, shared with customers is Starbucks. And so they were one of the first, if not the biggest PWA that was done, you know, years ago, right? When, when PWAs were first, uh, first uh, mentioned and discussed. They did it all themselves. It's fantastic. Uh, it must have cost millions uh, for them to create it uh, and, and kind of build that in a very custom way. And so, you know, building upon a, a commerce platform like Magento, you they get you half of the way there if you're not already doing it themselves. And then going kind of further up the stack into uh, the components, the hooks, et cetera, that are they're, they're really the base of what we're creating here, make that easier. So ultimately, we're looking at a, a, a in a world where we're trying to reduce that overall cost um, i.e. customization, um, but may, when, when that needs to happen, it's a lot less daunting than I think people anticipate. And so I think there's the, there are those breakthrough moments with new developers, new partners, and new merchants to say, hey, this is just React. This actually is pretty pretty straightforward. I know that. It's, it's, the, uh, you know, it's the situations where maybe somebody you know, in a team or uh, you know, a partner may be learning React for the very first time, where it's like, ooh, this is a change. I'm going to have to learn this. This isn't how I remember this. And that's okay. We've, there's a lot of resources that are out there. Yissa does a fantastic job with Yurio on some of the trainings he's doing on that side of the fence. Um, and so those things will to help people get ready for, for, for what is a, it, it's an okay, it's an okay change, but it's a change nonetheless. And we understand that. Yeah. And I, I just also, Yissa and I did another uh, follow-up interview and, and did discuss some of these points and, and discuss the, some of these different incrutices. I, I'm not going to try to say the word again, incrutices. In never mind. Um, that we discussed some of those finer points that were involved in uh, the different developer types. So, a yep. traditional Magento developer would find it a little bit more challenging to move into React, and the same goes the other way around, where a React developer would right. find it more challenging to do XML layouts and all the other things that are yep. involved in a traditional theme. So it really is committing to a team or committing to a way of doing it and then doing it in that way. And I think one, one good point you brought up is that Starbucks is, is on a PWA. It's on, it's on, it's on, it's on, it's on react, I think. And, and, uh, and having that uh, ability to do those, those small changes or big changes independent of their back end is a big advantage for them. Uh, and this helps any developer and then any agency be more flexible mm -hmm. in what they're trying to do in general. 
It does. And it comes to, and for merchants that saves, saves time and money. And, you know, very often it's the opportunity, you know, the opportunity cost in all of this, right. In, in many, in many ways, going, going to PWA is a change, but it's also the cost of not, you know, taking advantage of the experiential aspects, the conversion, um, the other areas there as well. So it's, it's going to be different for every situation, which we understand, but I think it's, it's up to us to continue to make that more compelling and, uh, and more, uh, a much easier decision over time. Okay, so from the regular uh, front end standpoint on PWA, uh, are we at full coverage now for uh, for GraphQL? For I, I'm sure we're at full coverage for all the APIs, but are we at React or the the GraphQL full coverage for the front end? And are the components out of Vinia there for the your standard B two B or B two C site? Yeah, so good question on the on the GraphQL side. So I'll start with that. B two C is functionally complete, but as anything as anything goes, and even Rust continues to be updated, there will always be minor changes after that with each and every. And this is done typically with our quarter releases. So um, B two C is functionally complete. B two B is part is about halfway there, and with two four three coming in August. Uh, that should be functionally complete as well. So that's the goal. So you're going to have all the API coverage that you need this year, but there will be some enhancements along the way. We may, you know, and we may look at performance optimizations, other areas that, like any other V1, uh, will continue to enhance. But that'll, that'll get you started, and that's being used by the, you know, the 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 earliest and even you know, current uh, stores that are in development, and a lot of those are, are just becoming larger and larger every day. On the PWA side, you know, I would say it's a, it's a slightly different story. And I think we've, you know, it's, to be honest, it's hard to put a percentage on what that looks like, but we've hit, in terms of the the basic shopping experiences, we have a lot of what, what you would expect in a basic shopping experience. I think one of the biggest breakthroughs is earlier this year uh, when, when Elena uh, kind of took the reins, but also with partnership with folks like Dave McCauley and others who've been fantastic. Uh, we've got all the authenticated experiences taking, taking, uh, in consideration, which is fresh off that GraphQL coverage. So your my accounts uh, experiences, certainly areas like multi-store, multi-currency um, are, are, are now readily available. And uh, and also some of the finer pieces like uh, like the mega menu. So, uh, you know, we talk a lot about mobile and PWA, uh, the desktop, um, you know, the desktop experience was brought to us by by Marcin in the, uh, the community as well. So we're still doing this in a way that is very much the, the community still building upon the uh, the completion, uh, really the, the art of really completing those basic, uh, the way we're calling it, it's basically the basic experiences there, which is there. But we've got, you know, we've got some additional work to do. We've got a couple areas that you'll see in, you know, later this year in the roadmap around dynamic blocks. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, product recommendations was just launched recently for Venia. So we're, we're fast following a lot of the new capabilities that are out there. And I think, you know, our goal is really to, to finish up this year with not only those 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 basic uh, basic experiences, but also those more complex ones that very often are just customized today or, or kind of uh, set up for for a separate version for that. But it's it's hard to say, and it's not because we're you know we're trying to be dodgy and such. You know, Loom is not complete yet either. But like we will look at it really in terms of addressing the major needs. Uh, the questions we get are pretty common uh, around things like you know you know server side rendering or dynamic blocks or staging and preview and those types of areas, and those are very much in the roadmap that uh, that Elena continues to share and, and, and kind of champion with the uh, with the team there. So um, there's some, something specific. Uh, we've got an answer for that one, but uh, I, I would recommend really following closely with what we've done and then interacting with the community if there's a certain question or, or something that that may not yet necessarily be there. Because on the flip side, 
uh, the customization for some of these areas that we've had some great partners that have gotten ahead with things that we eventually came around to. The customization is, I don't wanna say is trivial, but a lot more straightforward if you know React as well. So it's not seen as might maybe as much of a barrier to get started as it once before, especially once you get that GraphQL coverage set. And even then we've seen people extend in advance of that. B2B is a good example. So um, for PWA, that's that's really a, a next year, uh, what we call a kind of a FY20, uh, FY22 endeavor, but we've got a lot of the UX and design work done. I'm still hopeful for something earlier than that, but uh, but ultimately, uh, you know, we, we didn't necessarily have a production we had a demo with Brent Mill, but we, we didn't necessarily have a reference there either. But I hope, you know, as you look at components and other areas, we're hearing a lot of demand there that right now, you know, right now is a customization, but the GraphQL will get there, uh, will get you there, uh, certainly uh, with, with some of the work that we're doing for 243. And you did answer a lot of my questions before I even asked them. And one of them was, I hope you're still going to use my, my store name, Brent Mill, which was, I know, named after me, of course. Of course, um, of course. So uh, I guess B2B was going to be my next question and you did answer it. It'll yeah. be, it should be ready by next year. And I think, uh, is that, I get, that's what you're saying. Should, should We should have B2B coverage or at least uh, some, some, well, I, you know, I want to back up for a second because I know um, uh, Yissa in my, my last interview, we talked about the fact that Vinia shouldn't be your all go-to. Right. This shouldn't be your out-of-the-box idea of what you should do for a store. This is a great example of what you can do. And it should be a framework that you take and make for your client rather than yeah. just, I, you know, honestly, Luma was the same thing. Luma was a great example yeah. of what you could do but nobody wanted just Luma with a new logo, right? Like no right. client wants Luma with a logo. So I think yep. if you look at PWA Studio as here's a great example of what you can do, take this, take these examples, give them to your developers and, and the, then let's make the client experience unique to that client. I think that's mm -hmm. a better way to look at Venia than rather than just say, hey, this is, the, this is a plugin theme, go ahead and do it. Can you comment on it that? It is, and it's, I no, I think I think that's a, the right way to look at it. And again, it makes you know discussions like percentages and things like that harder because in reality, once you get under the hood, you realize that that's not necessarily the case. I mean, and, you know, I mean, yes, we can we can continue to help close the gap, of course. Um, I think we bank on our transparency on both the GraphQL coverage, component completion, et cetera, on when the right time might be for especially for partners and merchants. And I think that's I think that's fine. Um, but we're seeing a lot of, I think B2B in particular, uh, Selco um, from JH uh, was our first B2B that launched well over a year ago, like like well before the GraphQL coverage was done, well before any component was even a, a figment of an imagination. We were still focusing on some of the core fundamentals uh, for that one. And that was quite a while back. Um, Nestle, Yamaha, uh, there's a few others that have already done you know, their, their flavors of B2B. Uh, today, and you start to see that in uh, in some of the reports that we're seeing from Built With and a couple other sources, which is encouraging, right? And so I think that supports kind of Yissi's, uh, Yissi's uh, uh, point on that one, where it's really just a reference. And you build from that. Brent, again, Brett Mill, as, as named uh, after you, was very much the same. It was really a demo. Uh, but really, as you look at the pieces of, uh, pieces of what we're doing, we want to have a better reference for B2B as well, especially with the demand that we're seeing. And that's what we're, that's what we're going to be doing next year. Um, it's certainly not for lack of demand, but there are some key things we're working on right now. So if you see, if you join our weekly, uh, if you join our weekly uh, calls that we have a community, we're very much in the throes of things like global theming, 
uh, and a few other areas that we just have to get, we have to make sure those are, those are crisp before we start hitting uh, B2B at, at some point. Yeah, and I think um, I think helping clients understand that um, a this is not just your out of the box theme, but then after that, whatever the experience the their users are going to have are going to be superior yep. to something that that isn't that that uh, that isn't just your vanilla luma theme whatever you say and you know for for myself even speaking yep. from experience when when pwa first came out a couple of years ago i threw it onto an aws box and it was like a micro or some whatever their smallest box that i could get for free and it was still performing in under two seconds which yep. You know, I, you know, and to be completely honest, you know, I would give that out to Magento reps before Magento had a, have a, had a public Vinia demo and, right. uh, and they were showing that, that store. And then every once in a while, my AWS box would stop or whatever, but <laughs> right. it was, it was a great example of, Hey, this is on a free, this is on a free server from AWS. It's the minimum requirements. Right. And um, and it's loading in two seconds. Of course, there's no load on it, but it was it was like one CPU and four yep. megs of RAM or something, four gigs of RAM or I don't know what it was. But anyways, it's a great example of how low resources can get you yep. a high functioning store. And I never want to say to yep. anybody, run your store on one CPU and four gigs of memory. Don't do that. Right, 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 right. Don't do that. <laughs> Brent said, don't do that. No. I, so I think, yeah, the, I think the, as we really get into this, and we don't, to be honest, we don't talk about it enough. I think the efficiency of PWA is pretty understated, right? Again, there are, there are ways to create things that are fast, but efficient can be kind of a, kind, you know, kind of a, uh, a, a bit of an interesting twist. I mean, it's the same thing that like Tesla does with cars that you almost think of what we're, you know, we're trying to be fast. We're trying to be efficient. We're trying to create great experiences, right? And so the efficiency piece, we've seen some early indications from some of the launches. And so uh, with Eleganza, they were basically able to, to do exactly with what you've talked about. They only used about a fifth of the resources that would allow them to withstand uh, essentially the traffic they would, sit, they would hit on the, on, on the holidays without even flinching. Uh, the Selco example is another good one as well. So after, uh, after uh, things opened up initially with the UK, the demand, for a lot of these bricks and mortar uh, stores, would would often like really test the resources, you know, well beyond Black Friday and the and essentially the bursts of traffic they were hitting. The Selco example didn't even flinch, uh, and for that one, so there's a there's a there's an efficiency and a resiliency here around PWA that is probably often understated, uh, especially if you're thinking about this from a merchant perspective, where it's like, wow, this is a big change. I get it. Like, okay, this venue thing makes a lot of sense, but. Those are all very important when it comes to it. And again, we probably could do more, uh, do more talking about those aspects of that you, that you brought up. So I'm glad you did. Yeah, and I think some exciting things, and I don't want to get too technical, but some, some th if you think of a CDN, some of the exciting things that are out there are the ability to deploy your application on the edge. So like in your local, at the end of your local um, distribution network, right? you could deploy a PWA that's in your zone that then connects back to your central, to your, to your backend. And your mm -hmm. front end experience is gonna be inherently faster because you're in that, because uh, you're in that environment that's local to you, even though the store is centralized in one place. 
Absolutely. I mean, this is a, a, a kind of a premise that the Zetland had talked about very early where, you know, we are, we're delivering experiences at the edge, right? And I think some of the talks we had were, you know, life from the edge. Uh, and so I think there's a lot there that I think we're seeing, especially as this, this technology has matured, but that those are the types of experiences that we're unlocking with uh, some of the work uh, that we've seen, you know, certainly with the, with the partners, but we're also, you know, doing our best to bake that into, you know, into our own cloud. Uh, as well, because these are these are all advantages that make it easier, make it faster, make it more resilient. Yeah, life from the edge. I think that would make a great movie with James Zetland and Tom Cruise, where they would both do their own stunts. James would do his own demo stunts on PWA, and then Tom Cruise would jump o- jump off of large buildings. For sure, James would always do his own stunts. I, I would, yeah, for sure. No connection. It would make a, would make <laughs> a great movie. <laughs> um, for sure. Yeah, so um, so let's let's move on to like what is your your role with Adobe now, and I and I think that you're 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 changing a little bit, or you're mo- you're moving moving up or around and having fun. Let's. <laughs> so, I don't want to somewhere do- having fun. Having fun is right. No, I think having fun's right. I think you know. So again, my, you know, my role, my team has really grown in terms of their responsibilities. Again, you know. We're doing way more than just PWA. You know, you've probably heard a lot about, you know, live search. Uh, certainly recently at uh, at some, you've seen a lot of work around product recommendations. You know, we are working more closely uh, with our with our peers in the Adobe organization, right? And so you'll see this uh, with the work that we're doing, where it may feel like PWA, but it's really a strategy to create composable commerce across the way. And so you'll, you know, we've had some launches to date, like your TiVo, TiVos and you know, Sazeracs of the world that you may take a look at it and go, wait, that's the venue shopping cart. And so um, there's a lot of work that we're doing that is that, is, that I think is really starting to grow and, and be beyond that. And uh, you know, my team's focus is also on things like uh, content and authoring, right? Page Builder is very much at the front and center, but there are content and authoring solutions uh, across Adobe as well. So we work and collaborate on, on kind of what those experiences are at the right, uh, at the right fit, at the right you know, target market, at the right uh, kind of user base with each one of these, and so we, we're 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 a little bit more involved in that one, but we still stay true to to our mission, uh, certainly with with respect to to kind of Magento open source, but also Adobe Commerce. And I think we've grown, and I think with some of the announcements and some of the you know some of the things that have been talked about this year, that's given us a bit of an identity uh, between the two. But the reality is, we're flexible, and what we or my team works on is is really flexes in and out of those quite a bit uh, for that one. So yeah, my. My role is, is kind of, it's kind of grown up. My team's fantastic. Again, I mentioned Elena. She is she is all things PWA now, kind of growing out of, of kind of what you've seen with the, with Page Builder. Fantastic teams like Macaulay's and, and others who are really doing all the all the work behind the scenes with their community each each and every week to get this done. And uh, and then we're moving as very as fast as we can, but doing it in the open uh, for that one. And it's it, it just it, it's more than just PWA uh, though. But uh, but it, but it really starts to span into those larger there's larger considerations. And then some of the new feature functionality that's happening that still needs to be part of this kind of headless or kind of composable world uh, that we're part of. So I'm kind of, my team is kind of front and center of it and having done this probably longer than I'd like to admit, it's a pretty exciting time, uh, certainly to be in commerce, certainly to be in doing what we're doing, but it's it's also a time of, of fluidity and change, which may, may not necessarily be the uh, for the faint of heart, but I, I, I love it. So I love what we're doing. So you did mention uh, Magento Association, and I did enjoy. Maybe I saw your talk. Do you did you talk at Magento Connect? I think I. Anyways, I, I enjoyed I the I did, yeah. Magento Connect uh, talk or conference or online conference. Uh, 
just tell us a little bit, if you could tell us a little bit about the association and what is your sure. role with them now? Yeah, so my role is, is, is a little bit different than probably what you've, you've seen and known of Ben's and others. It's really that of a liaison. And, and of course, I had to look up, uh, you know, like, what, is, what does that really entail? But we've had folks in the past who started this role of kind of being that voice of Adobe inside of the association. So I'm not necessarily, you know, a voting member or et cetera, but really someone who has been involved, as you know, with the community for, for quite some time. And with all the changes, I wanted to make sure personally that, uh, that both organizations were, were well connected and, and stay connected between the two. But we've got you know, some great folks on the developer experience side within Adobe, like Jonathan Roeder, who you've probably seen and met uh, in the past. They're really responsible for how essentially the Magento Association, the ecosystem community really can then you know, work and, 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 and really grow uh, inside the larger Adobe one. And we've seen some really interesting examples around Fly Firefly, but even the work that we're doing you know, kind of has a home in both. Right, which is which is ultimately the goal. It's a, it's it's it can it can it could sometimes be daunting at some uh, in some cases because it is a, it is a change for some. But uh, the Magento Association though is that heartbeat though of, of the community and the you know the hundred thousand uh, several hundred thousand strong and and, and really the you know the, those who really are carrying the torch for for what uh, you know open uh, open commerce is all about. And so I'm I'm in many ways I'm 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 excited about some of the some of the clarity that we've had this uh, this year on that, but. You know, I'm I'm in I'm kind of in between kind of stitching and kind of connecting the right folks so that we do have that continuity with some of the change here and you know looking at examples that are out there to make sure that we are learning even outside of uh, Magento and, and taking advantage of this into our into our future uh, and doing it very thoughtfully and doing it very uh, doing it again with at least the, the the knowledge and the care that I know that Ben had done for a long time but that I know the community looks for as well so so that's 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 what I'm up to at least with regard to that and again. You know, we've, we, we've got some some great folks over there uh, that, you know, Josh and uh, Slava, Sonia is now involved as well. Uh, and uh, Guido and folks, they're, they're, they're just, they're doing a great job and, and they're looking at it more, more than just any one particular category uh, of that. But you probably only see bits and pieces across the, uh, across it, but I've been very impressed. Yeah. Um, can you, so I was, I was invited in 2019 to that first Adobe Summit when, Magento was introduced, uh, or 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 that finalization of the of the purchase was taken care of, and um, we we did have some um, some some specific um, small groups that we met in, where we met some of the people from AEM and some of the open source projects that Adobe has done over a long period of time. And I think one of the things that's happened in community and that it's always happened, even when eBay bought Magento mm -hmm. was that Magento or, or that the, whoever bought like Adobe is going to crush the community and Adobe is an open right. source and Adobe is this commercial product. And I was, I know at the time I was very refreshed to see that there's this already vi vibrant open source community uh, on mm -hmm. a, you know, number of other products um but can you just give, give give us your feedback and maybe some reassurance that hey this community is still going and it's vibrant and it's open and it's open source yep. and yeah absolutely so and that's very much uh, part of jonathan roeder's mission right and i think you've seen this with help from sherry and uh, and probably other familiars as well on on really what stitching that together looks like. Because you're right, I think we, what folks, many folks didn't realize that there's so much that's happening and has happened with AEM that is open source. And that's helped, be, I think, become a very nice introduction as we work more and more with those teams on, 
you know, very specific things like com uh, components to how they've been able to bring to life a lot of these with like much like really large customers, right? And so we're pretty pretty impressed with that. But open source has been a, been I think a good a good glue and a good connector. Um, you know, we continue to hear you know the the business side of of why that's why that's important. And you know, I, I continue again as my role as connector. Uh, and, and kind of liaison really pressing like this is this is what makes this unique and and, and there are ways to grow and and, and uh, uh, grow and, and accelerate and, and and again find find that bridge between the two because so many partners like yourself and others are also interested in moving you know moving up and understanding how this works uh, works together as well and I think that's really important and so I think uh, so what I think what we're what we're doing how we're doing it super you know I think is going to be key to all of this but I think there is a lot more open source happening in on the Adobe side. If, if you've seen the um, uh, the Dev Live events and others, then probably people uh, probably see on a regular basis, especially if you're looking just at commerce. But it's up to us to kind of find ways to cross pollinate that. The Firefly example is very is probably a good one. The work we're doing in uh, the work we're doing in Venue is probably another one as well. They've, there's some open source work on how to get Venue wired up for for AEM and and some work that's happening between those. Uh, and it's really just a matter of, of kind of us finding our finding our point of view inside of a much larger uh, ecosystem and finding ways that we can really capitalize on that. Um, I think there's more work to do. I think a lot of this comes down to experimentation. And, we, and I think that's always been the hallmark of our community, someone who can take an idea, stitch it together, create something new, maybe better yet launch it for a customer and say, hey, look what I did with this. This is so much easier. And look at the experience that I produced. I think we've, we've got some work to continue to, I think, uh, encourage kind of the stitching together all these things that people are seeing. And I think that's gonna help tell, tell us a better story on how these come together, certainly with open source as, as a piece of this, but then enhanced as needed, uh, you know, with, with other areas of the Adobe portfolio. So it's pretty, it's pretty exciting, but it is, a, it is a, you know, it is a time of uh, growth, uh, but, uh, but, but for, for those who are kind of seeing both sides of it, it's, it is encouraging. Yeah, and I think one of our missions for 2022 would be that we get a Magento slash Adobe Commerce product into the sneaks, and uh, get that Pretty up nice. there. But there, there was eight, there was eight different sneaks this year, um, and uh, it would be great to see next year a yep. Magento a slash. Well, it'll be a, a Adobe Commerce specific sneak where we show yep. off our innovations. One of the things I I miss about Magento uh, was the uh, Innovations Lab where yeah. I felt like it was a lot more open to us as, as uh, agencies or as thinkers or thought leaders or whatever you want to call us, where, um, you know, you would get, you would come up with an idea. And then what I would do is I would tell, tell my team, Hey, let's try this. Let's get it in, into yeah. innovations and see what happens. If anything, we've at least tried something and people have learned something about what Magento can do. And that's a yeah. part you really have to hold on to. And keeping the community involved in that is really what makes uh, what makes Magento special and what makes open source mm -hmm. special. So let's totally agree. I think that's a goal. Let's make that a mission. I would love uh, for Dan Levy uh, to announce uh, some sort of interesting uh, 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 demo with uh, Sneaks next year for sure. But I think, yeah, we felt the same way. There were some really great ones this year. And I think that's part of also both sides really understanding the full potential on that one. Um, Workday, which was which was acquired even more recently than us, um, had 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 a really good integration they showed there. But I think as we look at the full breadth of the Adobe portfolio, there's so much that we uh, so much uh, opportunity in the creative side. Uh, we talk regularly to those folks, but very often we're focused on the 
the critical platform pieces, but also areas like DevX where, you know, you know, you know, and we've got some work on this coming later this year, but imagine the tooling that we're using and, and thinking about improving that designer developer workflow. That's exactly what we're trying to do. And as agencies, those are there's a great opportunity to improve that and, and showcase that in things like sneaks and such. So, so yeah, it's those are pretty huge, and I can't wait to see some of those in person. I've I, I've never been to the summit myself yet. Uh, hopefully next year uh, for that one, but it is massive to see the kind of scale. And I think for folks who've seen it firsthand, it's like wow. And but it's up to us, like your folks, your folks like yourself and others who've been in the community for a while, to help people kind of help guide them through some of the growth that is there. And that's that's certainly what I try to do every day. Uh, I may not necessarily be my title and such, but really finding finding ways to uh, to connect and make sure that there's growth uh, between kind of the old and the new. Yeah, and I think an extremely technical um, explanation to Dan Levy would uh, would help us uh, would 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 entertain the crowd a lot more, just like some of those other ones where he was just like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> his his ex his expression was like every time I describe what I do for a living to my, you know, to my family, where it's like they like, oh, you do web design, right? Yeah, I don't okay, okay that's fine. That's yeah, yes. That's fine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So just a little bit on the community still. I, I saw that yep. you were you were at a meetup in Austin with the Commerce Party. Uh, how was how yeah. how is re-engaging with the community going in person? It was amazing, actually. Um, so it kind of happened, yeah. And 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 Karen and team are have really kind of led the charge on on kind of what the local commerce community has looked like. So Dave McCauley and I just kind of on a whim uh, signed up and went down there. And there's about 50 of us or so with uh, with the Shipper HQ team and a couple, you know, even you know other partners, other other ecosystems involved. And it was just the first time a lot of us, the first time I'd seen Dave in over a year, first time I've seen Karen. And 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 uh, Quentin and folks, and it was it was great. Uh, you know, I think I think it was a, it was a preview of what to expect, and, and maybe some of the some of the other meetups and in, in, in other areas that we might uh, be maybe more uh, motivated, or maybe even find ways this fall to do. And I'm starting to see this in kind of smaller smaller pockets um, because I don't think you know next year is next year. It just feels so far away. And for us, you know, I was it was it was really encouraging. Just great to see people. Uh, shake hands, you know, have a beverage with folks. And, and that was, that's always been the lifeblood of what we do. We do, it's always, you know, the work is the work, but like conversations like this around like, hey, how does this work together? How does this, and kind of getting beyond the slides um, is, uh, I, I think is very key, uh, both from, you know, both from how we work together, but also how we listen. And I think that's the part that, you know, despite all best efforts, I think in person, you know, the listening aspect and really how we're doing this and, and shaping all of us that not even just, you know, Magento, Adobe, et cetera, but really commerce and the opportunity ahead. It was pretty encouraging. So I'm excited about the next one. I think she's planning something pretty sizable uh, in the fall as well around the, uh, around the ACL that, you know, fully planning to attend, but it was, you know, super thankful. And again, recognized all the, you know, all the hard work at Karen and team kind of going out there a bit. And, and we had bad weather, by the way, she had to re remove it last minute and, it's been like torrential downpours here in Austin, but we did it, and uh, it was it was great. I, I I I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, my first in-person conference uh, this year was in Austin, and it was about I don't know six weeks ago now. But yeah. Texas is open, and uh, it was uh, it was a really fun event, and I and I felt safe. You know, they had it well set up, and of course now everybody's getting uh, their their vaccines, and things yeah. are moving much much better, and things are really open, but. Uh, I, I agree. You know, maybe you could help me answer this question. We've been pushing for this conference in Minneapolis on like July or I'm sorry, January 4th. 
nobody ever wants to come up here like Philip Jackson. <laughs> I say, hey, come up to Minneapolis. We're going to do January 4th. It's going to be great. And he's like, what? No. And then he hangs up. I don't understand why right. people aren't on board with this. So we learned this with the Super Bowls back in the day when they were up in Detroit and such. It just is not the not the same feel in January as it might be this time of year. Now, now you know, talk to us in like August, where we basically have an extra August here in Texas. Like we're we're you know fair game. Let's do it uh, for sure. But yeah, well, just a small uh, timing is always we, good. We did have a Super Bowl just recently, and we were yeah. one, we were the only Super Bowl to ever have snowmobile racing down major inner city. All right, streets. all right with jumping and flips. Um, so if, if anything, and we have an indoor stadium, so that helps, <laughs> but help. if anything, yes. uh, Minneapolis can put on a cold weather event. And of course I'm joking about putting on an event in Minneapolis in January. However, what I would, what I am trying to promote now and all joking aside is a hackathon slash unconference in Orlando, Florida in January of 2022. I've heard about this. Yes, I've heard about this. Uh, yes, I would love to get uh, Adobe on board with a with the hackathon and then do an unconference just like they do in Cologne, Germany. Yeah. Cologne, Germany, the best smelling town in Germany, um, where um, <laughs> where we can bring the community together and get some. And I think the unconference format makes it completely open to anybody from any community that mm -hmm. wants to come and join my last unconference was in 2019 in in germany and the shopware folks showed up uh, and they yeah, had a bunch of topics sure. that they, they put up there to present and i think it's just a great format you know it doesn't have to be a huge thing um it's all yeah. self-directed and and then if anybody knows there's disney world at or in, in orlando and i don't know sure. why more people haven't promoted this idea of a magento event in Orlando, Florida, in January 2022. I love the idea. Uh, I, yeah, I will. I will have uh, my people talk to your people uh, about that one. But I, I love the idea of, of folks getting together now that things are a little bit more settled. I love the idea of innovation, hackathons. You know, all the things that we that really have been the lifeblood of what we're doing uh, for that one. And, and yeah, Orlando. Uh, who can go wrong with that? But you're right. I, I can't think of other than maybe some trainings and some workshops here and there. Like nothing. Like we, we really haven't take, taken full advantage of uh, of that area of the country yet with, with really what it could bring. So, Yeah, we've always done our Magento U workshop in Orlando in February. Yep. Yep. Um, and that, and that yeah. you know, that that's always been in 2020. We had our last one. And, you know, I think yep. that's where we, we did a PWA course at that one. And yep. that's when I decided, hey, I'm just going to see if I can get PWA running on my local machine. It can't be this hard. And and it wasn't very hard. I, I got it up and running yeah. while I sat there. So For absolutely, sure. yeah, it's a, it's a, um, it's a great, um, uh, anyways. So um, let's, uh, let's, let's close things up here. We went way over sure. like normal and um, <laughs> get, what, what do you, what sort of uh, books are you reading right now? What do you, you get any, anything interesting on the podcast front? Yeah, you know, probably not as book uh, many books as I should. I think on my list, I, I definitely want to read Scott Belsky's uh, Messy Middle. I think there's a lot of like really good, uh, you know, product strategy that he's continuing to champion with all the change that are out there now. It just so happens that he, you know, and I just found out that this being part of Adobe, but like he is like he's doing some really interesting thought leadership in that era that I think is very, very applied and well beyond just any processes. And so I think that's probably on the list. Uh, you know, there's, there's a few other ones I'm, I'm thinking about as well, but I think you know, for as far as like, you know, recommendations and such, I would say, you know, just 
you know, find ways to get involved, uh, get involved with the products, get involved with the community, get involved with the association, find ways uh, to ex uh, start some experimentation with some of the some of the things that Jonathan and Sherry are talking about in, in the Adobe world. I'm, I'm definitely much, uh, definitely an, uh, more of a hands-on person uh, than uh, uh, and so learning learning and you know kind of getting your hands dirty on some of the things that are out there, much like you did in, in Orlando, is a great way to get plugged in and start asking those questions. I think what we what we need to do now is really start to kind of fill our fill our minds with the questions and really like when those live conversations happening and when we start getting together in these meetups like let's let's talk let's 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 think through some things together let's build some great experiences so that's that would be my 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 take but it, you know as far as like day to day like get involved there's some great uh, great readings out there podcast uh this one of course is a good one uh uh, you know, future uh, future commerce is also great as well. So I listened to a few of those and some product ones in, in, in general, but uh, definitely more involved in the experimentation and just playing with things as much as I can. And if you had one good action item that a that a merchant could take away from this episode, what would you tell them? Good question. Um, I would ask him to. I would ask him to be a bit, a bit fearless. Which, uh, and what I mean by fearless, I, I would say, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a, there are a lot of options today as a merchant, and I think change and some of the changes that we're talking about with PWA, but even, you know, Magento, Adobe, etc. Like it's, it can be daunting, right? Because we know we're not, we're just one of many conversations and decisions that merchants have to have to think through. We, we understand that, but I think. You know, be fearless with the potential that you're trying and, and really to think about the, the problems that you're trying to solve for. Um, and, and I think what you'll find is there there is probably somebody who's already done it, a great partner who's probably helped, uh, a series of developers who've maybe put together some experiments that have kind of uh, got that started, which I think is good. Uh, and I think that then drives that next step. And so once you're, once you're fearless, you understand what that, you know, what that might be, then you have that next conversation of, okay, what are we going to do about it? Maybe PWA is less daunting than you thought, maybe small ways to start off with some A-B testing, maybe a pop-up store, maybe a, con like, so I think that's, that's what I would, that would be the key takeaway from that, and, and, and know that, uh, you know, we've got some, you know, we've got great teams behind the scenes here, we've got a fantastic community that, that that's always championing us, and, and we've got a lot of potential, a lot of work, uh, you know, a lot of work to, 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 uh, to do together in this one, so that would be my, my takeaway, that the second one, if I was to add, it was just really just getting involved, there's a clear difference with those who've kind of, really who are bought in on the concept, but haven't quite taken that step on what it might mean for them to kind of experiment, spin up your own instance, play around with the demo. And again, that's just a it kind of, it's all about informing that next step, but it, it's okay to be a little bit fearless. Yeah, I mean, I think getting involved with Magento, <clears throat> with, with the Magento Association, and there's a Slack channel for the Magento community that you can ask questions about. Uh, there's a community engineering channel, uh, and there's, all kinds of ways to get answers for for anything you need in the PWA world and in the Adobe world in general in the Magento world. Uh, so there's so many places that you can go and and I, I as I tell our developers every day, ask questions. If you don't know who to ask, ask me. But ask questions. Ask it on Twitter. Uh, there's all kinds of places that you can get educated and motivated and move up. So yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We're, we're always there, right? Uh, we've got weeklies uh, specifically around PWA that Elena and Dave do a great job in, in leading. Yeah, we're always out there in those in those channels, like you'd mentioned, and 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 we're at a point now where the, the you know the community is actually helping solve some of the questions themselves, so it doesn't rely upon the you know the small but mighty teams behind the scenes that do that. And that's that's where we wanted to be. It's a different story now than it was a couple of years ago, 
but you're right. I think act there, there's great access and that's always been one of the best parts about community, but there's great access, you know, to, uh, to, to the questions you might have. And, you know, no question is, no question is too silly. We, we want to make sure that everybody understands again, from a developer partner and merchant perspective. Yeah. And the beauty of the open source is that the community is there. It's not just uh, a thousand developers that Adobe has or whatever the number is. Yep. There's a hundred thousand people behind it that are looking to get answers. So, and, yep, and find sure. solutions. So I think that's- Yeah. And help you with that. Yep. Yep. All right. So just as we, finish thing, as we finish things out, if you could give, give yourself one shameless plug about anything you'd like. <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, Probably get in. I, I would say get involved. I think we've talked a lot. I, I find ways. You know, if you're interested in what we're doing, you know, pwastudio.io. Um, you too can spin up your own version using our own Magento 2 instance on Venya on your local in just a matter of minutes. So play around with it. Even if you haven't done development in a long time, you, you'll find it to be pretty straightforward. Uh, and then get involved. Ask the questions. Um, don't assume. Right. And a lot of folks will assume. They go, Oh, what about this, this, and this? Like, reach out to us. We're pretty easy to find. Uh, but uh, the, the plug would be just get involved. Uh, we want to help. We care, you know, deeply about, you know, the the success of certainly the the product portfolio, but really the community and in in, in our continued, uh, you know, evolution here with uh, with Adobe. And there's a lot. There's a pretty exciting future ahead with all this coming together. Uh, but don't don't make assumptions. Reach out. Let us let us know. Let's talk. Meetups, things like that. We're always we're always willing to chat about it. So so let us know how we can help. Yeah, and you're hosting our meetup in January of 2022 in Minneapolis, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Very good. I'll, I'll go buy. I need to go buy uh, buy some uh, some new clothes, I think, for that. So for sure. But I'll uh, sure, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I uh, all kidding aside, thank you very much for being here. Of course, really, this has been very informative, and um, I I appreciate it and hope to have you again soon. Of course, thank you so much for having me, Brent. Really appreciate it. Bye. The Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by SwiftDotter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet SwiftDotter. Swift Otter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to swiftotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at SwiftDotter.com. This episode has been sponsored by the partner of choice for technology, infrastructure, and enterprise-level digital solutions, an AWS Select Consulting Partner, EWA Corporation, forward together. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce. New shows out every week.